0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
1: You play to win the game.
2: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest was one of the most productive receivers in NFL history. Henry Ellard caught 814 career passes, and when he retired after the 1998 season, he ranked third all-time in receiving yards with 13,777. That's a lot. And 18 years later, he still ranks 13th. He's been eligible for Canton for 13 years now, but has never been a Hall of Fame finalist, much less a semifinalist but he is among the 94 candidates on the preliminary list for the class of 2017. He's also the subject of a Ron Borges article supporting him for the Hall. And he's here with us today. Henry, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Henry, 68% of all Hall
0: of Famers won championships. How much do you think it's hurt your candidacy that you never played on a team that won a title?
1: I think that comes in in the play a little bit. But at the same time, I'm thinking of my teammate Jackie Slater. Eric Dickerson, Jack Youngblood uh, never won championships, as well as a few other guys. I know Andre Reid was in four Super Bowls, never won a championship as well. And I believe Chris Carter's in that same uh, category as well as Steve Largent and some other guys. Charlie Jordan, I think, is another one that comes to mind. But yet, they got that opportunity to to put on that gold jacket.
3: Now, you had a uh, 4,000-yard receiving season with the Rams. And then you had three more with the Redskins. And I'm wondering, uh, Henry, how much do you think it may have hurt your candidacy that you know, your brilliance was kind of spread not only over two teams, but, you know, coast to coast. Uh, and if you think if you had played all 16 years in one of those places and had 7,000-yard seasons with one team, maybe the uh, Hall of Fame boarders would have their eyes open?
1: I don't know if that really uh, comes into play. It might. I couldn't tell you, but I would tell you this. I think it shows the versatility of a guy to go from one team to another and still continue to boot, produce at a high level. Uh, which is not always an easy thing to do. Um, so I don't know if that really comes into play. I still prove the point that I can still play at a high level, even though it's with a different team. Um, I think really what hurt more than anything else is once I left the Rams and the, Lam- the Rams left LA and went and moved to St. Louis. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think you kind of get lost in that, in that move there more than anything else. That way you don't have the covers now in LA from where I had a majority of my career all that moved to St. Louis and, and I'm not known in St. Louis. Uh, that's for sure.
2: We're speaking with former wide receiver Henry Ellard on the talk of fame network. And you can reach us or find us at, uh, talk and, and Henry, um, let's just go straight to the heart of the matter. Here. We've been talking about how you haven't been a finalist, much less a semifinalist for the hall of fame, but you certainly have the numbers and, um, you have the place in history. Direct question. Do you think you belong in the hall?
1: I think I do. Um, when I kind of compare myself to guys that's already there, the only question or something that I'd always had asked is if I would have had the opportunity to play with some of the quarterbacks these Hall of Famers have played with compared to in my career, I played with 10 different quarterbacks, and yet was still the body of work I think speaks for itself, even though I've worked and played with 10 different quarterbacks compared to some of these guys. They got a Hall of Famer after another Hall of Famer quarterback that they played with. I never got that opportunity to play with a Hall of Fame quarterback, so who knows <laughs> what might have happened if I had that, that opportunity. You
2: know, yeah, that that's... sounds very much like what Tim Brown actually said to us uh, a couple of years ago, and it took him a long time to get in, but he finally did get in.
1: Oh, good. I mean, and that's, and, I mean, that's really what I would speak on more than anything else. The Joe Montana's, the Steve Youngs, you know, the Troy Aikman of the Bill, uh, Jim Kelly's of the world, you know, that, that became Hall of Famers. Uh, I, just, I can only, you know, what might have been if I would have had that opportunity. Henry, when
0: I look at receivers, the first thing I check is average yards per catch. Lots of players caught footballs, but what did you do with the football after you caught it? And that's what separates the good from the great in my mind. At 35 years of age, in your 14th season, you caught 52 passes and averaged 19.5 yards per reception. You averaged almost 17 yards per catch in your career. How were you able to continually get down the field and make plays even as you were aging?
1: I took a lot of uh, pride in my work ethic uh, during, especially during the off season, Especially as you get a little older, Father the times tries to, to to slow you down. But I, that's something I really worked on on the track uh, as a track athlete and have the track background. That's something I'll always try to do is stay on the track and just work on my speed and to, to keep that ahead of myself as much as I can. And I rely on my, my route running skills is one of the big things. You know, you can ask the, the prime time, the Deion Sanders of the world, the Daryl Greens of the world, all some of these corners that I've played against over the years, and they would tell you pretty much the same thing. Once it gets to the top of a route is where I, I'm at an advantage because I always create separation. That's what I relied on throughout my career.
3: Here's an incredible stat that I'm sure you know, but most voters uh, of our acquaintance, I'm sure, do not know. Uh, in 1994, 96% of your receptions went for first outs. That's wow. 71 out of 74. I don't know what the hell you were doing on the other three plays, but that's pretty good. That's an NFL record. You had 1,400 yards from receiving that season. You averaged 18 point yard, uh, 18.9 yards a catch, and that was at the age of 33. So how did... The NFL passing game evolved from the 1980s when you started until the mid-1990s when you finished.
1: I tell you what, um, I was talking to Eric Dickerson just the other day, and uh, first thing I said to him when I was on the phone is I had to to thank you for for uh, helping me to become a better blocker. Because I tell you what, we ran the ball left, right, and up the middle there. He carried us on 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 his back a majority of the first four years of my career. And that's one of the reasons I became a punt returner. I wanted to find a way to get my hands on the football <laughs> to try to help the team anyway, <laughs> any way I can. I mean, he's a great run. I love blocking for him. But I tell you what, it was something else. But it wasn't until Ernie Van came over from San Diego with the Corsair Coriel uh, passing offense. And I remember that first meeting I had with, with Ernie. At that time, I was probably catching 30, 40. If I was lucky, 50 passes in a, in a season. And he told me, he said, Henry, you can catch 70 balls in this offense. And I looked at him and I said, okay, Ernie, I, I know you're a great coach, but come on. And sure enough, that, that first year, I believe, which was 1988, uh, I actually caught 86 balls that year. And, mm-hmm. and it just kind of, my career kind of took off from that point on. And I'm thankful for it. You know, that's for sure. That was one of the reasons at the end of my career, I went to New England and played in New England because he was a the coordinator. They had lost a couple of receivers. He knew I knew the offense. So sure enough, I wouldn't, if it was anybody else, I probably wouldn't have done. I would have went on and retired. But the fact it was Ernie Zampese, sure enough, I went over there played for like five weeks until they got the guys back. And then from that point, I left and went back to Washington with Risky that had lost the guy and finished up my career.
2: We're speaking with Henry Ellard on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at thetalkofhamnetwork.com. And, Henry, uh, these numbers are astonishing. I mean, when Ron said 71 out of 74 first downs, jeez, that, that's astonishing. But then you mentioned the punt return, and Goose told me you led the NFL in punt returns in 83 and then led the <laughs> NFC in both 84 and 85 in punt returns and averaged more than 13 yards a return. I think he scored four touchdowns. Um, I, I yeah. guess my question is, is there anything else you could have done? I mean, it seemed like he did it all get the attention of the Hall of Fame selection committee? I,
1: I'll be honest, with you, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, with the, the situation I was in, I thought I did everything to the best of my ability and try to take advantage of every opportunity is, is what it was. Like, I mean, given the fact that I play with so many different quarterbacks, I, I thought the, uh, my body of work speaks for itself.
0: And you got about uh, 45 seconds here. What would a gold jacket mean to you?
1: Oh, it would mean the world. I mean, that's the pinnacle of any NFL uh, player's career. I mean, to, to finally end up on top of it, you know, and putting on that gold jacket, it's a dream come true. No different than as a kid watching football on TV and getting that opportunity to finally play the game, to live out a dream, to finally put that gold jacket on. I mean, it just it, it just finishes off everything that I've ever dreamed about when it, when it comes to playing uh, at a professional level. Have you been to Canton? Yes, I have. Or one of your teammates? Yeah, uh, no, I just happened to, we have to play in a couple of Hall of Fame oh, games okay. and that's when I was there walking through it and, and seeing everything and just walking through that place and but just to be mentioned uh with some of these guys is, is a blessing in itself. You know, the kid growing up I never would have thought my friends that I grew up never would have thought it would ever be and all of a sudden to be mentioned uh in the same breath with these guys is, is just truly uh an honor.
2: Hey Henry, we gotta run. But uh thanks so much for joining us and best of luck living out that dream. I mean it. Hope it, hope it happens for you.
1: I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Henry.
2: Henry. That was former Rams wide receiver Henry Ellard. Coming up next, you're going to hear why former Kansas City running back Priest Holmes should be in a Hall of Fame conversation and maybe, just maybe, the Hall of Fame itself. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.